Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, are startup techies really leaving D.C. because of the new administration? They would move to the D.C. area because their spouse was interested in working at the EPA or their spouse was interested in you know, working for a nonprofit organization and thought that they could really have a significant impact. To the extent that that sense has changed and people don't think that they can necessarily have that kind of impact, you see sort of like a net departure of technologists moving away from the, the D.C. area. We're now joined by Ben Foster. He's an experienced technologist and entrepreneur and is currently advising a number of startups here in the D.C. region. Ben, thanks for taking some time with us. Thanks a lot for having me. Ben, you've been in the region now for seven years. You came, I think, from California. What's your status view of where we are right now in D.C. tech and entrepreneurship in this region? Well, I think the environment here has changed quite a bit, and it's changed for the best. Uh, you know, a, a funny story is when I moved here seven years ago, I was telling people at a party that I worked at a small startup with a few other people, and their reaction was, you know, wh- why would you do that? You know, why aren't you trying to climb the corporate ladder in, uh, you know, some sort of a law firm? And that was sort of the the zeitgeist and the perspective here, which was very foreign to me coming from California, where every time you talked about working in a garage with five other people. It was, you know, hey, maybe that'll be the next Facebook, you know, who knows? And they may not understand it, but there there was a sense of optimism uh, around that. And that's the kind of thing that has changed here that I think has, has been really good is that when you do talk to folks, whether it's in a social setting or in a business context, uh, there's really a lot of interest in uh, startups and technology and where things can go. What's interesting to me is that what you described is a pretty recurrent story I, I hear pretty frequently but there are a lot of very interesting startups that have grown here that maybe aren't as appreciated as big success stories. I know you have a few ideas about that. Yeah, sure. You know, I think that uh, there are a lot of companies that I have the pleasure of working with right now. Uh, you know, Contactually, Videoblocks, Canvas, Aspire, you know, uh, Higher Logic, etc. There's some great companies locally that I think um, are, are really doing some tremendous things, and I applaud their their efforts. They've been doing a tremendous job of of recruiting talent into the area and really building a big business for themselves. Um, so that's been fantastic. My own personal experience came from operating uh, at Opower, where I was the head of product and UX there. And, you know, we built a, a really tremendous business over the course of a few years, which later went to an IPO and then was later bought by Oracle. So there are cer- certainly some really good success stories here. And I think those successes lead to next generation of successes as well, as those people that you can hire bring the experience of their success stories and sometimes even their failures to the next company that they go to. You know, I think that's true. You look now at a number of companies, say uh, Wedding Wire, you know, Tim, uh, Tim She's company and how they came, he came out of Blackboard with this team. And you look at more distantly AOL and all the companies spun out of that. It, there is definitely within any great entrepreneur community, a recycling as it were, mm-hmm. you know, talent gets freed up as exits occur. I expect, for example, the Invinci exit this last week will change the resource available for cybersecurity. That is very much something that I think people equate with Silicon Valley, but that's something that I think we're seeing a lot more of here now, right? Yeah, I think we are. Uh, you know, the the critical people think about critical mass in terms of numbers, but I think there's also a critical mass in terms of time. There's a critical mass in terms of experience level that people have. Uh, you know, in Silicon Valley, if you're going to start a company, it's not unreasonable to expect someone to have been at six or seven startups previously and be able to bring that experience and that expertise to bear at the new company that they're about to join, uh, which is tremendously helpful for them. And you know, you have to start off a little bit smaller, but you know, one. Uh, level of experience versus, you know, two stages of experience versus three stages of experience, it really starts to add up. And at some point, there's a, you know, diminishing marginal returns of what that next experience mm-hmm. does for you. But I think we're starting to, to approach that now in the DC area, which is really fantastic to see. I agree with that. 
Now, as we think about this market and, and this economy, what do you think the current environment looks like in light of the change in administration and the politics as you start to think about recruiting for some of these companies or building your own? What's the environment, political environment like now for doing entrepreneurship in the D.C. region? Uh, <laughs> I like to be uh, very much an optimist with, uh, you know, looking for silver linings and things like that. And to, to be honest, I think it's it's a, been a, a really profound change and one that uh, that's going to be it's going to be tough for the next four years for us in the technology space. Um, you know, when I joined and I and I came uh, from California to Opower seven years back, this is early in the Obama administration. And, you know, I had to explain to my friends and, and colleagues in California, why would I leave Silicon Valley for a tech startup job in the desert that's D.C., you know, <laughs> from their perspective? And the answer uh, that, that was a very truthful answer was, you know, because I feel like it matters to the country. I feel like the kinds of things that I would be working on to try to drive energy efficiency is something that really, truly matters, that I can make a difference. And I think that if Obama could give me a call and pick up the phone, then, you know, he would thank me for the work that I was going to be doing. And they said, yeah, you know, that's that's a great story and everything else. But, you know, Obama's not going to do that. And two months after I joined, Obama was there in the office shaking our hands, thanking us for the work that we were doing to have a really positive social impact in the country and in the world. And I think that, you know, for me, I had to... Uh, deal with my, I, I probably had a, had a misread about what Virginia and sort of like the DMV area was was really all about moving from California, because this is the time of transvaginal ultrasounds, you know, talk going around and, and you know, that kind of rhetoric at, at the national level. So I always had to ask, you know, myself and, and my family, is this really the kind of place that we want to move to? And a lot of times technologists being relatively progressive themselves by the nature of their work, um, really question, you know, are they going to be in a place where they can be creative, where they can have the kinds of discussions with uh, with other fellow technologists? Uh, are they going to be surrounded by those types of people? And I think that's in many ways the determining factor of whether somebody moves into this area or moves out of this area. And so many of the stories of hiring at Opower really came from having to open up uh, the hiring process to look for candidates nationwide. And there were plenty of people because D.C. is such a transient area where they would move to the DC area because their spouse was interested in working at the EPA or their spouse was interested in, you know, working for a nonprofit organization and thought that they could really have a significant impact to the extent that that sense has changed and people don't think that they can necessarily have that kind of impact. You see sort of like a net departure of technologists moving away from the, D from the, the DC area rather than people moving into the DC area. And that's the kind of thing that I'm, that I'm afraid of and that I've already heard a whole lot of talk about within folks uh, in the entrepreneur uh, community. Really? Well, that, that is news to me. Uh, what I have heard so far, and admittedly, I have tended over the last six or so weeks to be talking more with people in the cybersecurity industry, big data. They're clearly seeing a lot of opportunities because of this change in administration. But what you're suggesting is that the, as you say, the zeitgeist, the, the spirit of entrepreneurship in this town, technology entrepreneurship, things like immigration, nationality, uh, and other issues – you're starting to see it affecting the ability for our local startups to attract talent from out of region? Yeah, the reality is technology companies need to get talent anywhere they can find it. And whether that's people with H-1B visas or that's people who they need to uh, sponsor to, to move into the area. I mean, these are people who can have really significant uh, effect in, in companies. And anybody who's been at Silicon Valley and, and, and worked in those kinds of environments, I mean, half of your fellow coworkers aren't necessarily citizens, but they're helping to make a better, you know, uh, a better company and, and having positive 
um, economic impact within the U.S. So when you've been around that and you've, it's been part of your life day in and day out to you know feel like that's something that you're not going to be able to take advantage of makes it a big question mark as to whether this is the right area to start uh, you know to start a business or not. Now the good news is I think there are plenty of really good reasons that it does make sense to start a technology business here, but there really are two different kinds of technology businesses, and I think that what you're talking about. Um, is in many ways the, the distinction between the two. If you think about the government spending money on cybersecurity and things like that, you know, yes, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in that. And for those companies for whom the federal government is their one or their major customer, I think this could actually be a really significant economic boon to them. I think that when uh, you look at the kinds of companies that I work with tend to be product-driven companies, companies that have more of a focus on consumer or B2B2C type businesses where they're not necessarily selling to government entities, but maybe are dependent upon government releasing of data and you know publicizing that kind of information and sort of like having this uh, willingness to, to uh, be open and working with technology startups and giving them the kinds of access to candidates and things like that that they need. Uh, I'm not sure that it's actually helping them as much. Well, here we have an example of how proximity to Washington, D.C. can be an advantage or disadvantage depending on how it's played. Ben Foster, Great to have your experience and your insights in these important issues. I'm sure we'll be talking with you again in the future. Thanks for joining us. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. We believe there's such a need for authentic information that's positive and useful. You know, there are many, many people here in the D.C. region who get up every day and just get after creating new things and are committed to making our community better. My producer, Tracy Madigan, and I speak with people every day that tell us amazing stories of, that they want to share about the progress they're making, the things that they care about, and why they're proud to be part of the greater Washington community. You're going to meet many of them on this show. That's what working in Washington really means to us. Now more than ever, I feel that a positive voice is needed in our society, our communities. We need to make sure that we reach each other and we work together. Every week, we're going to bring topics that will keep you informed and engaged, and we hope will help you progress your business and your career. Let us know what you think, and of course, follow us on Twitter at, at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Go get them. <laughs>